the best preacher on Oak Apostolic Church. She is my now close to tied most favorite human being of all. Posey keeps looking at me the way she does and says, Dada, it might be a more even tie, but right now I will tell you, Sister Warbington is a treasure and a jewel. She loves this church. She loves the Lord. And God is using her. And God has anointed her. And I've asked her, to prepare tonight and so she's going to come and she's going to preach whatsoever the Lord has given her I've given her free reign and liberty to preach under the anointing of God I said I don't care how long you preach just preach under the anointing if it's 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes or 35 seconds you just let it be anointed in the name of Jesus why don't you stretch forth your hands and pray for Sister Warbington tonight as she comes worship with me a little longer it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise we pour out our praise it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise to only you great are you lord sing it with me all the earth will shout your praise our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. All the earth, all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. Stop worshiping. It ain't over. It ain't over. My mama used to tell me it ain't over until the fat lady sings and she ain't singing. <laughs> That's what she told me. <laughs> and if you know my mama, I believed her. <laughs> I learned at a young age I don't mess with my mama. I can mess with a lot of people in the world, but my mama is not one of those people. <laughs> Praise the Lord. 
But I just want to speak tonight just for a little bit. I will not, I promise you, I will not be long. I kept telling Brother Warbington, I hope you don't want a 30-minuter because it's not. Okay, so if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. But it ain't over, amen? amen. Say it ain't over. It ain't over. Ain't's not a word, but we're going to pretend it is tonight. If you'll stand, well, no, you don't have to stand. It's actually a long reading. Stay seated. We're going to go to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. It says, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. Somebody say very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy unto these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. Somebody say, shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied, as I, I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking. Somebody say, shaking. And the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. Somebody say, may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came unto them, and they lived, and stood up on their feet an exceeding great army. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Somebody say, come up. Come up. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live, and I shall place in you your own land. Then shall you know that I, the Lord, have spoken it, somebody say spoken it, and performed it, say performed it, saith the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Amen. The word is good. You don't have to preach or teach. Just come up here and read the word. It will do it for you, right? The word is good. So tonight we're going to talk about that it ain't over. It ain't over. Ezekiel 37 takes Ezekiel. The Lord took him down in a vision, took him down into the valley of the shadow of death where there was no hope, no life, no body, no blood, no future, 
just bones, really old, dry bones. I'm not sure how I'd feel about that, getting a vision of a land of dry bones. But can anybody relate to this, to this visual? Feeling like there's nothing around you but doom, gloom, sadness, death, no joy of a future, dead dreams and dead hopes. I want you to be real with yourself tonight as you're hearing this. We have this thing in my office where we have crickets. We're home to the crickets. I don't know why, but they're everywhere. Literally, it's like a plague. Even people have said, Morgan, you have to start praying because the plagues are here. <laughs> I was like, you got to help yourself. But we found this small little hole where they're coming in, and it creeps me out because you can see their beady eyes coming in and out of this little hole. <laughs> uh, but you know the weird thing is? This is not a lie. Where do they die? My desk. They always come to my desk to die. I'm not kidding. It's weird, and it's starting to creep me out. And one of them, uh, most of the time, our, our sweet uh, janitorial staff, you know, comes in our office and, you know, vacuums up lots of cricket. Her name's Miss Maria, and she, she knows about the crickets. And she'll ask, Miss Morgan, do you have crickets? All, always, Miss Maria, just some underneath the cords. But there's this one little cricket that is probably mummifying as we speak because he's in between two cords, and he has been there for at least three months. I'm not kidding. And somebody said, oh, I think we have rats. And I said, lie, because they would have eaten this cricket. <laughs> and it's been there for three months. And I can't help but to, um, I'm the kind of person that, like, if I spill something on my dress, I'm going to tell you about it. Because I just want, I don't know, I just have that, you know, you ever go up to someone and you're like, hi, how are you? Oh, I spilled ranch on me. And they're like, okay, thank you. I did not need to know that. But I just feel the urge to just tell you what, what's going on in my life. And so I'll have meetings at my desk. And when people walk in, I can't start the meeting without saying, excuse me, but there's a cricket dead here. So if you see it, they can't see it. So then it's like a conversation starter and they get up and they come look at the viewing of this poor dead cricket. Anyway, and, and the secretary of education, his name is Jacob. He actually told me that I should, I should take a little post-it note and, um, and make a, what do you call it, a headstone for the cricket. So that's what I've done. And it's down there beside the cricket. Anyway, y'all can come to my office anytime, 120, and see this beautiful headstone. Okay, but it's starting to get creepy. That was just a side note. Y'all didn't know you know about my cricket, but it's different than my turtle. I'm personal about my animals. But in the midst of the valley of death, all around, the Lord asked him a question that God is asking you today about your situation. Again, I want you to make this lesson personal. Think of your situation where you feel like there is gloom and doom and death all around it. I'm sure we all have one. And the Lord is asking you, can this dry bone live? Ezekiel said, Lord, you know. In other words, he's saying, I may not know, but God, you do. He knows the situation is beyond human comprehension. It's only God that knows if you are going to make it or not, if your situation will turn out for the best or not, how the doctor's report is going to be read. He goes, I know you don't know, but God knows that there are some situations that we face in this life that human solutions will not work. The only thing that works is hearing from God. 
hearing from God. This is where faith comes from. I struggled a lot growing up with faith because I always just thought if I believe it, you know, if you can dream it, you can do it. Or I'm sure there's lots of sports slogans. It's like just dream it and it will come to you maybe. No? We'll circle back. <laughs> but that's why I always struggled with faith because I thought, okay, I'm just going to believe. Like I know that God is able and so he can move in this situation. And he can. But faith is more than that, more than that. Because faith comes by what? Hearing. And then hearing how? By the word. I'm going to say this again because the light bulb went off for me when I read this. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So what are you saying? I'm saying that we have got to start getting into the word of God like we never have before. The word is alive and living and breathing. Amen. It is our strength and how dry bones will live again. You want a fresh start in life? Read your word. You want a healing in your body? Read your word. You need peace in your mind? Read the word. You need deliverance? What? Read the word. I have never, ever, ever once sat down to read the word, and I felt worse afterwards than what I did before I started reading. It will change you. It's alive. It's breathing. It's real. My grandmother, my mamma in Kentucky has read her Bible through more than a lot of people. And there's some people sitting in here right now who's probably read it just as much as she has. But she started reading hers like a Bible through a year when she was 30, and now she's 83. And, and she still will sit down and say, she goes, oh, well, I just didn't know that, you know, it said it that way. Or, oh, that spoke to me so different. Why? Because the Word is alive, and it will meet you where you're at. And that is how you grow. You want a relationship with God? Open your Bible. I promise you it will change. Now, I've not been shy about my struggles, my personal struggles. I know one can overshare, but in my position, I share so that others know that it's okay to live for God and still have struggles. Amen? It's okay to seek help for your problems. I've been to doctors. I take medication, and I see a therapist. Best decision I've ever made in my life. I could not be more of an advocate to go to a therapist. Even if everything's okay in your life, you should go. Because for one hour, they have to listen to you. And I think that's beautiful. <laughs> my precious husband can walk off and leave. And Posey doesn't understand. And my pillow won't talk back to me. But this lady who I see once a week sits there, has her little notebook, and I just go to town. I just start naming off everything. She goes, how was your day? Let me tell you. How was Posey's party? Let me tell you. How's your husband? Let me tell you. <laughs> everything. I'm telling you, it's the best decision I ever made. Praise God. But no matter how amazing my therapist is, and no matter how much the dose is on an antidepressant, I still have to speak Jesus over my life. Amen. There are some things that a therapist won't be able to help you with, nor any medication. You can take so much medication until you are numb, but until you speak Jesus into your life, nothing shall be whole. 
I have been so anxiety ridden before where I've just had to stop and say, I shall live, I shall not die. I shall live, I shall not die. Over and over again because I was so traumatized within. But you see, Ezekiel had to speak to the bones telling death to leave and speaking life back into the bones as the Lord commanded. You have to start speaking to your situation. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. I know that some days we have bad days, but I don't care how bad it gets. You have to speak life That is why I found myself sitting in a nursery with a closet half full, but it wasn't complete because I couldn't set it up because I'd gotten horrible news about my unborn child. But what was I commanded to do? I was commanded to sing, the Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace. Hallelujah. You've got to start speaking over your situation. It ain't over. It wasn't over then, and it's not over now. God truly has the final say. So stop ending your life before the Lord does. That's just rude, honestly. (laughs) You do not have that power. The Lord has that power. And if if it's hard to believe, then guess what? You've got to get in the Word to increase your faith. I promise you what you're going through is not unheard of in the word of God. Everyone thought it was over for Daniel when he was thrown into the lion's den, but God didn't say so. Nebuchadnezzar thought it'd be over for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but God said it wasn't over. Job's wife thought it was over and encouraged her husband, curse God and die. But the Lord said, it's not over because it's not over until the Lord says it's over. That means what? You have to keep fighting. You have to keep pressing. You have to keep praying. You have to keep reading, keep fasting, keep going, keep interceding, keep speaking, keep standing. Just keep moving until God says so. It is hard to keep moving. I've talked to so many people and I've seen it happen to my own mother. But this world can get you down where you won't even get out of bed. But that's not how life was supposed to be. You've got to speak it over your life and tell those dry bones to live. I think of Moses. How many times would he have thought, this is not working the way that I wanted it to? Every time I take a step forward, these people take 10 steps back. Come on, we've been there. Worshiping other gods, turning their back on God. But guess what? It wasn't over. David was an anointed king of Israel, was held a hero for conquering Goliath, led numerous successful military campaigns, became head of military operations for Israel, married the king's daughter. He had it all. It was all going for him, right? But then suddenly, because of a jealous king, David spent the next 10 or more years running from Saul, held up in a cave with a motley crew of misfits. It'd be safe to say that David did not picture his journey toward becoming the king of Israel to end up like that. But guess what? It wasn't over. Lazarus, dead. Mary, Martha, devastated. Jesus wept. Four days in the tomb. But guess what? 
It wasn't over. The man possessed with many spirits. It wasn't over. The child that was presumed dead and God says she's only sleeping. It wasn't over. The son who left his father's home to venture out on his own. It wasn't over. Joseph sold to his brothers. The man with leprosy. The lame man at the gate. Beautiful. Paul and Silas in the prison. The blind man who cried out. The dumb man who couldn't speak. The man with the withered hand. The woman with the issue of blood. Jesus hanging from a cross on a hill called Calvary. It was it over and it still is not amen you must speak to your situation I can't pay my rent it ain't over I need a new job it ain't over I have depression it ain't over my mind is not at rest I want a baby I can't stop with drugs or alcohol I'm going through a dry season it ain't over dry bones hear the word of the Lord and live Live, live. It ain't over until God says it's over. Hallelujah. I encourage you tonight in closing. See, short. If you get it, great. If you didn't, oh well, there's next, there's Wednesday. But I encourage you to encourage yourself in the Lord. You have to keep fighting until the victory is won. Why? Because it's not over. Not until the Lord says so. And when you give up and you crawl into a hole and you don't meet your enemy where they're at head on, it's rude. It's rude (laughs) because you're laying down. And it's rude because you're telling the Lord that, listen, it's over. No, it's not. I can show you so many examples in the Bible where the Lord will step in just when you think he won't because it is not over. It's not over. So the next time that you find yourself in the valley of the shadow of death, And there's a situation that you think that cannot be healed. It can't be changed. Nothing will ever fill this void in my heart. You look at your situation and you tell those dry bones to live, to live, to live. Hear the word of the Lord and live. Hallelujah. Somebody turn to your neighbor and tell them live. Because it ain't over. It ain't over. I pray that you're encouraged this evening. You can stand as Brother Warbington comes back tonight. But I just wanted to encourage y'all because life gets tough. You get down in the molly grubs and the weeds and you don't think you can make it. You got this happening and that happening. It ain't over. It ain't over. You open your word and you read it and you speak to your situation. Because it ain't over. God bless you. Come on, why don't we rejoice right now for that word tonight, amen? Come on, why don't you lift your voices and thank Jesus right now for that word. Some of you, you need to listen. That's right. Clean the wax out of your ears and listen. God's trying to speak to somebody who've gotten down about the situation that you're in and 
I got made fun of one time because someone said, you always say situations and circumstances. Well, that's all everything is, is situations and circumstances are just circumstances, and everyone has them both. Good days and bad days, we have them both. Trials and tribulations, we've got them both. But what's important is how you respond to it. How you respond you curl up in a ball in a corner somewhere and say I can't make it it's not going to happen it's not good or do you take a deep breath you stand on the word where God has made you free and you speak into your situation I don't know how it's going to happen but this isn't going to be this way much longer. I don't know what God's going to do, but it's getting ready to change. I don't know what's getting ready to happen, but something's going to shake loose. And things can change in a phone call. If you think that things can change in the snap of a finger, all it takes is a phone call. All it takes is a preached message. All it takes is a word of faith. All it takes is a time of prayer. kind of ridiculous preach to the dry bones why don't you that'd be like me preaching in that pew alright I command you in the name of Jesus that in the next few months that you be filled with visitors and no other extra place to sit until the time has come till they have to move to another pew to make room for you know what why don't you just start speaking to some things that haven't responded in a while I command backsliders uh, that haven't heard the word in a life or haven't heard a word of invitation for months uh, to hearts to be pricked by the preach of the word You don't need another preacher tonight. You've already received a word. How many of you feel like you are facing some things and you have dead things laying in your life that you would need the Lord to refresh and breathe life into? How many? Come on. Nothing's too hard for God if you would believe. Nothing is too hard for God if you would believe. Come on, with those needs stretched forth. Come on, why don't you lift that faith unto Him right now? Come on, give those things to Him right now. Speak life. Come on, speak healing right now. Speak a word of deliverance. Prophesy over your situation. Oh, you dry bones, you shall live. Come on, speak the jobs you don't have yet. Speak about things you don't have living yet. Speak the healings you're not living in yet.
All the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing. Great. 